As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Number one draft pick, Anthony Edwards, saying, wait, 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 wait. LaMelo Ball hasn't won Rookie of the Year yet. 2019 number one pick, Zion Williamson, has taken over as the Pelicans' best player. And the All-Star Game still hasn't been announced? What? It's happening two and a half weeks from now in Atlanta. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis here in Atlanta. I'll be the first to give you the news when that All-Star Game is finally announced. No, I won't. But I'll tell you what you need to know here on Wednesday, February 17th. Minnesota Timberwolves season has been horrendous. There were some expectations for this team, and they are last in the NBA at 7-21. There's no pulling punches here on what you need to know. That's just the way it is. But there's a glimmer of hope for the Wolves, and it starts with number one pick, Anthony Edwards. All the draft talk has been about LaMelo Ball with the Charlotte Hornets at the number three spot, deservedly so, or James Wiseman at the number two spot with the Warriors before he got hurt. He was really solid. Even Tyrese Halliburton with the Sacramento Kings. But... Anthony Edwards is balling recently since being inserted into the starting lineup. Some good numbers across the board, and he is showing that he is not scared of the moment. He had a great game against the Lakers on Tuesday night. 28 points, a career high for him. It's definitely his best game of the season, but I don't think it was that out of character. This wasn't just a one-off. He's shown that he's not scared of the moment whatsoever. He had LeBron James on him at one point, sized him up hit a three in his face. That is a moment he will remember for the rest of his life. Yeah, you can go back and smile when you're going uh, back on defense after that play, Anthony Edwards. There was a play when he went into Marcus Ole's chest, scored on him, and talked some trash afterwards. Love seeing that because the criticism of Anthony Edwards was he doesn't like basketball. He's not into it. I can understand that criticism because he is kind of a glider out there. It doesn't look like he's trying all that hard because the game comes so naturally for him. So people think, oh, is he working? Is he is is he actually trying? That's just the way he is. He's got some T-Mac vibes in the way he moves out there. Now, he's not a T-Mac scorer. I'm not going crazy here. But 11 games as a starter, 17 and a half points, five boards, three and a half assists, decent percentages, some defense. And he's going to get the chance to be the lead ball handler with the Wolves because D'Angelo Russell is out four to six weeks because of a knee injury and to be this solid this early in your career as a number one ball handler it's impressive to me he, he's showing that he doesn't 
deserve any of that criticism, that he doesn't love the game. He's into it. He was very much into it against the Lakers. Even though they shut everything down in the fourth quarter, a championship-level defense, of course the Lakers just said, hey, we're going to ratchet it up here in the fourth. Only gave up 20 points. They win their first game officially without Anthony Davis as they head into the All-Star break. It's going to be a tough stretch without Anthony Davis. And that brings me to my last sort of... uh, my, my last picky point here, the only thing that I have a problem with with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I just mentioned Anthony Davis, is that they're calling Anthony Edwards Ant. I think they can do better than that. Anthony shouldn't be called Ant. I, there, there's more There's more to that. There, there's more to his game. There's, there's, nothing resembles an ant. He's just not crawling around. I don't, I don't get it. Don't like it. Moving on to the top two picks of the 2019 draft class facing off. The Pelicans, Zion Williamson versus the Grizzlies, Ja Morant. Zion Williamson is going to make his first all-star team in only year number two. It's a prediction. I feel good about it. It's like he's taken over as the Pelicans' best player already, despite Brandon Ingram having an all-star season last year. Zion is just too much to handle out there, and he's not just a guy dunking all the time. He can handle the ball on the perimeter. He can go by a lot of smaller guys handling from the outside, especially if your nickname is slow-mo like Kyle Anderson trying to guard him. But set a pick for him. He will go by and he'll just jump up into anybody on the inside, hang there for a bit and throw it up. He had 31 points against the Grizzlies. He missed only three shots. He is so, so talented, especially when plays aren't necessarily run for him because he doesn't have a steady outside shot, although he can bang home a three like he did in this one. John Morant on the other side, he missed only four shots. He was great getting into the teeth of the defense as well. He had 28 points. The Pelicans are a tough matchup for the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies like to score inside. They have the second most points in the paint in the NBA, while Stan Van Gundy's Pelicans are going to protect that part of the land. Steven Adams, Zion Williamson won't let you score at the rim. They did a good job in this one of keeping the Grizzlies out of it. J.J. Redick continues to get minutes for the Pels. He is a trade target for plenty of teams looking for a shooter, an old shooter. Sometimes I forget that he's 36 years young. Not a young 36 either. I take that back. He's not a young 36. He's 36.75. He's not He's not even close to 36. He's a lot closer to 37. Uh, I can say that because I'm older than that now. Josh Hart. Takes a lot of J.J. Reddick's minutes because he plays hard for Stan Van Gundy. And sometimes he has explosive nights. He had 27 points in the win over the Grizzlies. Moving on to the Nuggets and the Celtics. The Celtics, such a Jekyll and Hyde squad. Sometimes they look like that championship contender people expected them to be. Sometimes they fall flat. In this one, they're moving the rock. And they got 26 assists. That's a telltale sign that they're going to have a good night. I still make excuses for them. Their big three just hasn't had a lot of time together this season. Jason Tatum's missed plenty of time. So has Kemba Walker. Jalen Brown, no coincidence, has been healthy for much of the year, and he's been their best player. Now Marcus Smart is out. Of course they would like to add a center to those four guys at the trade deadline. They'd probably like to add J.J. Redick too. And it's crazy because Tristan Thompson starting a center did a decent job against Nikola Jokic. And Nikola Jokic scored 43 points. That's how good Jokic is. But it wasn't enough for the Nuggets. He didn't get enough help. Jamal Murray had a good game. Michael Porter Jr., I think it's sort of flying under the radar. 
how disappointing a season he's had. There's talk about him being most improved player, which is expected. He, he's a young guy. Uh, of course, he's going to get better, but he's missed so much time again because of COVID-19 related issues. He's back in the starting lineup, though, now for a stretch here. He was 0 for against the Boston Celtics. Didn't score a single point. The Nuggets have been affected uh, big time because of players' absences. Things not going perfectly uh, for the Nuggets, although an MVP-type season for Nikola Jokic. Raptors, Bucks. Speaking of things not going perfectly, the Bucks have now lost four games in a row. A big part of that in this one was OG Ananobi returning for the Toronto Raptors. Made his return after missing 10 games. Uh, he's not going to get a lot of storylines, a lot of headlines throughout the NBA. Uh, because the Raptors don't overuse OG Ananobi. He doesn't ever score a ton, doesn't ever get many opportunities, or a ton of opportunities, I should say. But OG is like an episode of Big Mouth. You know, he always leaves you wanting more. He had 13 points in this one, only nine shots. He's essentially starting as a center. The Raptors decided Aaron Baines isn't really working out for us starting in the center spot. So our biggest guy is going to be Pascal Siakam at 6'9". Aaron Baines to the bench. Are the Raptors going to trade for Andre Drummond? That seems far-fetched. But that squad limited the Bucs. There were some flashbacks of when the Raptors won four straight against the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019. Giannis had a great line, but Nick Nurse did a good job of limiting Chris Middleton. The Bucs need Drew Holiday back. They've got a built-in excuse here. He is their ball mover. He is their point guard and obviously a, a good defender. There's a lot on Drew Holiday's shoulders this postseason. Fred Van Vliet had 33 points for the Raptors, and they needed all of them because Kyle Lowry left this game with an ankle injury. The best player and best caboose in Raptors history had to waddle off the floor with a bum ankle. Hopefully, he's all right. Well, that bum pun was definitely not intended. Speaking of bums and cabooses, James Harden and Chris Paul sure know how to use theirs on a basketball floor. It was a battle of old teammates. Phoenix Suns hosting the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets, playing without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, got a morale booster of a win. They were down 24 in this one, but James Harden led the bench guys back. He wasn't part of the solution for the Rockets earlier this season, but now he's part of a winning solution in Brooklyn. Chris Paul had 29, but his side couldn't score the last few minutes, and James Harden helped the Nets take a lead with 30 seconds left. For the first time in the game, 30 seconds left, James Harden hits a mean step back three that he makes look so easy. That was their first lead of the game. They win. He had 38 points. A big win for the Nets in terms of morale, as Steve Nash said after the game. Portland, OKC. This game was all Damian Lillard. No ill effects of losing to OKC a couple years ago in the postseason. Dame started the game hot, ended it hot. 31 points for him, and he's going to need to keep it up because CJ McCollum is going to be out another two weeks with his injury. Last piece of news I mentioned off the top, the NBA still has not formally announced All-Star Game events. It's two and a half weeks away, and I would suspect it's because there hasn't been a good day to announce it in terms of optics because over the last couple days, four Spurs tested positive, and the San Antonio Spurs had their next four games postponed. Charlotte, who played San Antonio on Sunday, also had their next two games canceled. That's 29 games in all canceled, you know, more accurately postponed this season thus far. I'm closing on a house in Atlanta in two and a half weeks, and I've divulged more details than the NBA has about the All-Star Game. 
My press conference was two weeks ago, if you want to go back and watch it. That's it for me. I'll be back tomorrow to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode here on Wednesday. See you tomorrow.